This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Now, according to the latest uh, fourth quarter 2023 debt index that is released by Debt Busters, uh, you know, and also coincides with National Debt Awareness Month, last year was among the most financially difficult uh, that South African consumers have endured since democracy. And certainly nobody needs to argue with us about that. We certainly felt it. It was high inflation. It was interest rates and just an economy that isn't growing right. And all of that, I think it can certainly be seen in the latest data uh, that comes out of uh, this uh, fourth quarter quarter 2023 debt index and uh, joining me on the line is executive head of debt busters benay segas to speak to us about this latest uh, print benay thank you for your time and good evening thank you Nolotanda, and let's take a deep breath before yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of that it's it's hard. It's a hard topic. Mm. So let's take it all. Take a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we must talk about it, uh, Benet, and just you know, of course, we felt it in our pockets. But when we look at this fourth yeah. quarter data, what does it tell us about the state of the consumer where date is date is concerned? Yeah, I, I think um, you know, fourth quarter is more of a reflection of the entire 2023, and uh, we we are convinced 2023 was the most financially difficult year of the democratic era for South Africans. Um, you know, growth was very very hard to come by, and what that means is because of lack of investments, um, you know, the, the economy isn't growing. And on a micro scale, how that impacts individuals is that their incomes are not growing as they used to, let's say, 10 years ago or even seven eight years ago. And I think what we're seeing is that compounded with really high inflation, particularly for food, electricity, fuel, as you mentioned, and elevated interest rates. All of that is essentially means we have less money to spend on a monthly basis. And how do we make up the shortfall? We make up the shortfall by borrowing uh, as a loan or tapping into our credit as credit card or store card or whatever it might be as overdraft. And that is what we are seeing, um, uh, you know, consistent with some of the other quarters that we've seen in the previous year. On the flip side, we're also pleased to see some of the indicators in terms of overall debt-to-income ratios has come down a little bit compared to the highs, let's say, a year ago. So that's pleasing to see. We need to see more of that, hopefully, uh, and, you know, get, get, get many of the people to a more sustainable footing when it comes to their finances. There's still quite a bit of work to be done to get there. So for us, it was a bit of a mixed uh, quarter, if I can call it that. Um, certainly shows the resilience of South Africans in terms of making a plan to deal with, you know, when credit becomes burdensome. But on the other side, you know, it's uh, quite difficult to see some of the um, financial situations that we encounter on a daily basis just because, yeah, it's been very difficult for consumers. I'm going to even look at some of the data that we are seeing here, maybe even uh, some of the data points. And one thing that always stands out uh, for me, Benet, is, uh, you know, the the link, maybe the relationship between, uh, you know, consumers who do have personal loans and then, uh, you know, indebtedness in the future. Help us understand this picture. Yeah, I think what happens is often um, when we feel short of money, the first thing we're going to go to is to... um, uh, you know, use use a personal loan, and uh, you know that generally also becomes the very last thing people use. Um, and from personal loan, from what we see is it moves to credit card, then from that it moves to uh, what we call payday loan, or some might call it short-term loans. And I think essentially these are all instruments to help people supplement the lack of growth in their income. 
particularly you know for higher income consumers um, that essentially since the beginning of the pandemic in March 2020 they have been supporting a wider range of individuals whether it's more family members or whether it's you know family members in different provinces we certainly see this that the average person is supporting more num- a higher number of people than they did let's say four years ago and I think all of this is putting a lot of pressure and expectation on let's say if you are the salaried individual in a family uh, the pressure is on you to make sure that you not only provide from your salary but you're also probably going to be the one or one of the few individuals who is likely to be able to borrow money to make up the shortfall and that's what we're seeing that's the behavior that seems to be emerging in the last few years is that why we are seeing uh, you know that people who earn uh, more than 35000 rand also highly indebted uh, you know when I was looking at the data it seemed so concerning yeah it it is uh, it is concerning and i think what's also concerning is um, you know, from uh, what's happened with the slightly, um, you know, the, the different age brackets. So what you refer to is, you know, people taking home um, 35,000 rand or more. What we see is the, the unsecured debt levels are more than 70% higher than what they were a few years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, that's quite significant. What we also see is that uh, in terms of applications to us, we see the average age increasing a little bit. Um, we're certainly getting more applications from people uh, 45 and older. And while that's in some ways that's welcome because people are dealing with their debt and debt situation before retirement, at the same time, it is just putting a lot of the pressure on them at that age. So we definitely see some changes. And generally, the two are correlated. You know, the older you are generally means you at a higher income bracket. Not always, but generally. So. We certainly see the correlation between the two, and it's certainly something to to look out for. And again, uh, those are generally people who tend to have more assets and more ability to borrow, and the pressures of being able to provide for the family results in higher debt levels. And we certainly think that is a point of concern for for, uh, high-income earners. How interesting a part here was what we're seeing happening with male applicants, uh, you know, uh, when they approach a debt busters. Help us understand that part. Yes, um, so we've certainly seen a shift over the last few years. Um, it used to be quite 50-50, and now we're getting about 54% of the applicants to be male. I think part of this is also that um, there are more married couples, uh, married in community or property making an application, and often what you will find is the main applicant, applicant will be the, the, the male. But be that as it may, I think it, the, 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 we, we're hoping that men are becoming more um, proactive about addressing financial distress before it gets to a stage. And if you think about the demographics of South Africa, it's 51% women, 49% men. So you would expect more women to take this route. So the stats are slightly different for us. Again, we see that as an indication that people are being proactive and taking the right steps to, to deal with their credit and their debt. Before I let you go, uh, Benet, let's quickly maybe reflect on uh, what we are seeing with Debt Awareness Month and even the theme this year, financial stability. What does that look like in a time of high interest rates, uh, you know, inflation that's a little bit sticky and even incomes that are flat if uh, are not uh, declining in real terms? Yeah, I think for us, the, the, the question for, uh, you know, all of the listeners to think about is, can you, in a month's time, can you afford to pay the same things, pay for the same things at the same amount that you are doing today? That's the definition of financial sustainability. 
and still have leftover money for your retirement and for your insurances and everything else. And I think that's going to be quite difficult to answer for many people. So what we're trying to do is with the online debt management tools, such as the sustainability index, we're trying to get consumers to really see for themselves how much of their income is going to debt repayments. What does that mean for them? What does the behavior look like across the different areas? And what are some tips and tricks to help them get back on track? I think, you know, we, we are all in the same boat, to be honest, in the end. The economy needs to work for all of us, and, and you know, growth needs to work for all of us. So we fully recognize it. And I think we're hoping that with some of the tools we provided, it's going to help some of these diligent consumers who are doing the right thing to get ahead and understand their debt situation and make plans. Always a pleasure having you in Power Business, Bene. Thank you for taking us through this very sensitive topic. Thank you very much. Wonderful. That was Bene Sega, Executive Head of Debt Busters. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.